0: Someone has already done and is already doing what you want to do. And no, they didn't fall into a rich family to do so. They were not born much You know you can be more. You can have more. Do more. Can be more. You know this. You wouldn't be
1: listening otherwise. Hey, you guys. It's Mark Jones, your host of Millennial Market Talk. And uh, this is the podcast that is intended to um, empower, not entitle. Uh, for the millennial demographics. And essentially, this is our first uh, episode. So thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, and our first guest is going to be none other than Gilly Mendoza. Uh, Gilly is here from um, Gilly Properties International with Keller Williams. And um, hey, Gilly, how you doing?
0: Pretty good, Mark. Excited to be here. Excited for the first one. Excited for- for your vision and making this come to life. Awesome. Thank yeah. you
1: very much. So um, obviously the show and the premise of this is showing others out there that um, there are millennials just like you and me That's that right. are out here shaking and moving, doing what we're doing, um, and I guess painting the picture of your story, yeah. how you came to be who you are. Okay. Who is Gilly? How did he get here? And what's his story? So I guess maybe starting at the beginning, Gilly, sure. who are you?
0: Gilly. Well, Gilly's a San Antonio native, born okay. and raised here, lived here my whole life, love this city, love real estate um, in general, love my family, love God, love life again. Um, so started here, um, grew up in the south side of town, um, born and raised, lived there all throughout childhood, even after college, graduated from those schools as well um, down in that area. Southside has been phenomenal to me. Um, I think it was a great area and kind of shaped me of 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 who I am today. And I would say probably more than work work ethic was the biggest, resilience, um, being able to overcome some of the obstacles that uh, that happened to me down there. So in that part of town, uh, I, I'd i say it was fantastic for me.
1: Okay. So when you say Southside, and sure. for those that are tuning in that are not from San Antonio, the Southside of San Antonio would be, let's say, um, give us kind of a, something... Uh, uh, some Kind of marker, something I, down
0: there. I describe it anything south of 90. So Brook City Base, Very which is, has, has exploded, that's probably that the closest landmark or the lar- lar- uh, largest landmark to the south side.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, over by what is that, the Toyota plant? Correct, stuff like that. Yeah, there you go. That would be a Ford. Bit
0: side. That's right. Eagle Ford Shell. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: good deal. So, You growing up on the South Side, do you think that that is um, maybe has a little bit to do with who you are? Maybe what was around? I don't know. I mean, tell us about that.
0: I I would say yes. So if you look at it from a socioeconomic standpoint, it is um, an underserved area. Um, I would would call it in some sense poverty, at least at the time that I was down there and where I grew up in that area. So I think for me, it was It instilled um, a a mindset, uh, a very strong mindset, resilience. I've always wanted to grind. Um, I think that's where I got that, wanting to just get out there and work, 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 um, make some uh, extra money. And so I always did everything and anything you can do to make extra money. Makes Uh, sense. And sales was, was where it was at. I didn't realize that I was a salesman down there. And I'm like... Man, but I sold everything I can get my hands on, like sure. everything. And yeah. it, that started, I would say, literally, probably like since the age of seven, six years old. Um, I accredited my mom for that. My mom actually used to have us go outside in our front yard right off commercial. That's because there was a bunch of flea markets, Highway 410. Sure. We would sell Raspa's candy. Wow. This would be me and my older sister. Um, then my younger siblings got involved and started helping us. We were just always doing something. And that, that I, I think really feel the passion because then I, as I got older, started being able to make, do things my own without my parents. Makes sense. To make extra money. I mean, literally from knocking on doors, cutting grass, um, flipping RVs, just doing everything, sure. flipping
1: vehicles. And, and I think it's important that we touch on that. And it's something that is not taught in schools these Correct. days. Um, it's something that folks like us are the ones screaming, yeah. why didn't they teach us some of this stuff in school? Right. Maybe I guess the masses of our demographic, our generation yep. would be a little bit better off. If they knew how to balance a checkbook, knew That's what right. sales was, That's knew right. what profit margins are and things of that nature yep. to maybe aspire for more. You Correct. never know, right? Um, but I can tell you sitting here today that uh, you are somebody similar to myself who started in the same kind of beginnings. And, and right. that uh, leads me to Yes, we're the same in regards to coming up and we didn't have much, but our parents mm-hmm. were the ones that kind of pushed us to that's right. uh, strive for more, and showed us a little bit
0: of what it is. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I would agree. My, my parents always wanted better for us. Uh, they were both blue-collared workers. My mm-hmm. mom, just perspective why she was our cafeteria lady uh, at school. Then she would go home with us. Uh, every summer job, she would do something where we can be there, like she would do parks and recreation. That way... Basically we would be babysat there and she would still be working. Um, she would sell things at the parks and recreation, like going back to the Raspas candy and all that. So, uh, it was just, <laughs> that's how we were brought up. That's how we were raised. And I tell, I, I woke my mom up on the day of my 16th birthday. I love the story. Cause it just, I, I think speaks to the work ethic and sure. me always wanting to work. Um, Woke her up, and I said, okay, take me straight to H-E-B. So she dropped me off at the H-E-B headquarters on Fredericksburg at 8 a.m. I turned in my application literally on that day. This was July 11th. I don't remember. my Right before my junior year. Okay. Uh, got hired exactly a month later. I got the call, hey, you're going to work for us. Right when school was starting was my first week of H-E-B of my junior year. So during that process, I said, I'm not, I'm not even going to go to school anymore. Not that I was going to drop out of school. But sure. I said, how do, How the heck do I get half day, go, so to, go can- to school, and I – Got into dual credit. So, all I was doing was taking these college classes in the morning and then going straight to HEB every single day. Wow. And I think for me, but my dad actually gave me for my birthday too, he gave me his old truck. It was a 1990 Chevy flat, like transmission was blown out. So, it was not, you. it wow. wasn't even drivable. The shirt sure. was rusting in the sun. But he's <laughs> like, you can have this. So, I'm like, all right, now I have a purpose to go to work. That makes sense. Working all the time, like, okay, well, somebody's going to have to drop me off. So they did that probably for about six months till I saved enough money to get new tires, get new rims, rebuild the transmission. Wow. The interior was all ripped up. I don't even remember those old Chevys, but it was destroyed. And sure. I like, and, and, and kept doing it. That was like the first big goal for me to get running. And then after that, I just, I never looked back. I right. Mean, it was like... Goal, yeah, after
1: go. goal, it. Yep. goal after goal, I'm crushing it. Goal after goal, I'm crushing it. I like right? that. Yep. Um, that's very good. So... Uh, I guess what, what I'd like to do is probably take it all the way to where you are now. And then let's go back again and sure. talk about it in between. So, okay. uh, who is Gilly right now?
0: G- Gilly. So, so Gilly's a real estate sales agent. My wife and I work together. We, we sell, and I would say that is our primary business right now at this point. Okay. Uh, we, we, we working together hand in hand just every day in the office, um, We do pretty good in the sell side uh, overall, I I would say. We have started another business, and this has been over the last few years. Okay. I think where we're getting a lot more structured and really trying to run with, which is a development side. Gotcha. So we have been doing some developments, and I would call it more uh, land developments, land deals more than anything. um, And that just happened organically. The goal was was to just go straight vertical with everything, which is new construction, start building from the ground up. But we found ourselves getting more involved in land deals. Okay. Uh, So- Land deals. And then also on the flipping side, um, the ultimate goal for us is just to have a massive portfolio. Gotcha. Uh, just a bunch of buying holds, and just bring passive income and really create real freedom.
1: Understandable. Um, kind of make, make your money, make money for you. That's right. Right. That's right. Kind of like it says there, make money, that's use right. it to make more money. Yep. Right? And repeat. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> so your real estate, you've got investments, you've got development, overall, kind of like me, yep. mortgage fuels everything That's else. Right. All of my passions, all of my things that I never thought I would be able to do in life are yep. being brought to the ability because of the mortgage industry yep. and 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 the tenacity that I put into that. So I want to ask you, what led you to real estate?
0: So first thing was, and this like changed my life forever. Uh, it was the first book that I read and it, it there was two things that were happening simultaneously in my life that I did not realize. I had never read books, never even doing college, never into any kind of textbooks or any of that stuff. Okay. So, I picked up a book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, which is "Rich Dad Poor Dad." I was 20 years old, and at the time, I was over at Texas State at their business school, and I was uh, my concentration was entrepreneurship. So okay, BBA management with the concentration in entrepreneurship. Uh, sitting there, and they would every Tuesday that one of the classes in, in my uh, junior year, they would bring down the most successful alums from Texas State. I would, and I don't ever remember anybody. Maybe it's because I was so laser focused on real estate, and I hear what I want to hear, right? Sure, at sure, time. absolutely. And, but till this day, I do not remember any alum that was in there that did not create their wealth and have massive su- success outside of real estate. And I was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad at the time, and Robert Kiyosaki. That is how he created his wealth. Absolutely. And, I mean, everything. It was just like this mind blowing. So. By 20 years old, I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Sure. I didn't, I mean, the sell side, we'll, we'll talk about that too. That wasn't the plan either. It was really real estate development. Gotcha. And there was just this one gentleman that shared a story. He was, they were in the late twenties, early thirties of how him and three young guys that were just energized feel, didn't know how to get there either. Sure. But they were already involved in real estate, created this one deal that just changed their life forever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I've got that one deal yet. That's going to change my life forever. But uh, that's where it started. You that know? makes sense. No, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because we were talking uh, the other day kind of leading up to this yep. and and you mentioned that story. And it's funny, I've got the book sitting here for everybody, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was truly the first book I ever read cover to cover. Um, and I will tell you, I wasn't uh, growing up the best student. Yep, um, I was constantly getting in trouble, yeah. maybe pushing the boundaries of what I could get away with and could do.
0: Yep.
1: Um, fun loving all that good stuff. That's but right. I, I think as I got older and understanding what I could become, um, it led me to seeking out to finding a mentor, to yep. finding somebody that has done it already that, hey, show me the way, right? That's right. Um, but I didn't really have uh, the the mentor directly there that has done it. And I could reach out to make a phone call and, hey, give me some advice. Yep. So essentially I picked up a book. And like yep. you said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the one that changed it for me, put everything in perspective and was like, okay, that makes perfect sense. That's right. You know? That's right. Um, so that being said, um, now the investment side of things, yep. how did, what led you? I Obviously we know what led you into that, Correct. but uh, I think for our listeners, for our viewers, uh, They believe or maybe have a perception that it's an easy fix or an easy thing to uh, accomplish, which is generating investment income or um, even purchasing an investment property. So take us down that road. What, What was your first one like?
0: Let's talk about the sales side too. Okay, good deal. I think the sales side is what led me to the investment side, which the investment side was always the ultimate goal. Okay. But I feel like the experience from the sales is what made me make good decisions on the investment side. Okay. So being able to know enough about the market, enough about San Antonio, enough about what's happening, a good deal, a bad deal. Just looking, and, and I looked at a bunch of real estate, and even till this day now, I'll constantly be looking at real estate. Not everything is a deal, but you're not going to know that if you don't walk it, you don't meet with contractors, you don't analyze deals. So a lot of it in, in, in the beginning stage is probably the first year and a half, at least, getting in sales and even studying the market, because I've, I've always studied the market. I sure. study San Antonio. I study different parts of town. Is Okay, what, what's to happen? What's to come? What major developments are going to come? That's it. That's a good way to look at it. Like, if anybody's listening and wanting to do something on the investment side, you want to look at where are these massive developments coming in that are going to be here two, three, five years from now. Where's the infrastructure that the city's going to be putting in, like major roads, uh, uh, putting a hundred million into a creek, sure, sure, revitalize a creek that's where the development's going to come. So studying that and knowing enough about it, then I said, okay, it's time to start doing this. It was about technically the first property I, I bought, which is, is I would look at the first investment is the house that we grew up in too. Okay. Very good. Outside. Yeah. Very good. I bought it for my parents. Let's talk so, about roots, right? Yeah. Talk about roots. Hey, I still yeah. own that today. And actually the uh, first tenant we had, and they still in there. Fantastic family that's awesome. lady. Yeah. But when I started really getting into the investment side was about a year after the sell side and started picking up deals, looking at deals, really more flipping. Okay. And I did not have the capital to like you. We yeah, I mean we I didn't can't have pick it. up the phone and say, Hey, <laughs> call a rich uncle, aunt, or somebody, or parents and say, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z to buy this. I knew they were good deals, sure, but I didn't have access to the capital. And I wish now I have the connections that I had back then, right? Absolutely. But that's part of the process. Absolutely. So I can't go back in time. And I think that's where the grit, the grind happened. But I knew what I, like, yeah, I just wish I had it now. But it's, you can't go back.
1: Absolutely. So, so
0: found some of these. And as I started growing everything, and now our business is about 100% referral-based. Okay. And relationships, like, I think relationships are most important. I started developing relationships with clients, um, people with, with high net worth, with capital. Mm-hmm. And so now we started having these opportunities to say, okay, here's private money. Mm-hmm. I trust you, go out and do this, go buy it, and you just pay me a return. Same thing on the hard money side. So then that's where I said, man, we can do some damage. So we started going out and buying a bunch of stuff, either flipping it, landing
1: it. Now, I want to stop you there okay. just to, to make note of something. Yep. Risk. Yep. Risk is something that I believe every entrepreneur, yep. every... Um, I wouldn't go as far as every salesperson, but at the end of the day, every entrepreneur mindset, uh, whether you're millennial, generation X, uh, does not matter. There's a risk at some point that you've got to determine is the risk worth the reward and how much work is going to go into it. And despite the amount of work, am I going to get my return and make sure that I make good with whoever is loaning me this money or giving me the opportunity to move forward?
0: Yeah, That's right. That's right. And I've always had that, and 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 with risk, this uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he's actually changed my mindset on that completely. Like my whole thoughts is that if I lost it all, it wouldn't matter. Like I I know that I can rebuild it. Absolutely. I will always keep my word, and if I tell somebody we're going to pay them X, Y, and Z, that's what we're going to do. That's right. The only deal I lost money on in real estate was because of that, because I committed to actually a client. Ironically, bought a property that we had an investment. Wait months before it was done for a price. Sure, it turned out we went significantly over budget. I lost thirty five k. That's 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 the only time I've ever lost money. Understandable, yeah. But that ties into my values, right? I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to do. I have to honor that. Like I, I agree to that. We had it signed. I mean, either way, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone back on my word. But that's it. Like, and here's another uh, something I want
1: to touch on. So you had mentioned one of your first flips. You lost some money. Yep. And uh, somebody had once, uh, I guess. Talk to me about this. Taught me this concept, and it is how much did you pay for your education, yep. so to speak, yep. right? Yep. Forty, sometimes a hundred thousand dollars, yep. sometimes two hundred thousand. Yep. And that is not necessarily a means to an end, but you get the certificate, you're moving on, and you're yep. now into your career. Yep. So with property flipping, yep. same concept. You go out, set out to make money on this. There's no right. way you set out to go and lose money. That's right? right. That's right. You lost money, but then the decision becomes okay. Do I do it again or do I take my losses, tuck my tail between my legs and go home? And I think the folks that understand that that losing money was a simple education. Yep. Did it cost you money? Absolutely. But yep. so does everything else right. when it comes to learning what to do. That's um, right. And, That's and right. my loan officers will ask, well, how do you learn this? How do you learn that? Well, you've got to go through it. And mo- more times than not, you don't really learn until it hurts you. That's until right. you lose money.
0: That's right. That's right. And at the time, I didn't even, I was in a position to lose money either. So right. I was in a position. And if I would have knew that, I would have done everything I could to hold on to the property sure. as long as I could. If, if you fast forward now a year, two years from after that, because this was close to downtown, it, it would have been way above breaking even. At Makes that sense. Time. But I didn't know that. Sure. I didn't have somebody, either a coach or a mentor, other than looking online or picking up books. Sure. To see what they did that I can pick up the phone and say, hey, what would you do in this position? It's Absolutely. all trial and error. Absolutely. And learning myself. which I would not change by no means.
1: (laughs) And and I think that's what we're trying. That's what we're doing. I don't really like the word try, but I think that's what we're doing here is we're articulating and displaying to the folks out there listening that there is no easy street. That's right. And that's why I have this book here. Everybody takes the stairs. If you're trying to get to where we're aspiring to continue to be, because I I would imagine that you're not where you want to be end goal, nor am I. That's right. I'm not done. I feel like I'm just getting started. That's right. And I want folks to know out there that you've got to take those risks. You've got to put yourself out there and then you've got to work your tail off until it's done. That's right. Right? That's right. And then once it's done, do I do it again?
0: Yep. Right? That's exactly right. And and enjoy the process while you're doing it. I think strong-minded entrepreneurs, like they don't get down for this. I did not get down. Yeah, maybe it took me out for a little bit, but it didn't take me out forever. I'll tell you the biggest one that really helped me, and this is we can just kind of backtrack. Sure, sure. But going into... When, we, when I was in, in, in college. So I graduated with like 13000 in student loans. Sure. And, that's, and that's not that's much. not much. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. BBA, right? But that's also because of uh, uh, finances. I was able to get some financial aid Good as deal. well. Um, and then I was also able, I was working throughout college the entire time. Gotcha. I would work full-time at HEB and I would go to school full-time. Gotcha. The reason for that, I didn't want any kind of debt. OK, so the first when I really started taking out loans extra, like I would never take them out to go party, any of that, like just cover what I needed. And I worked every to, to cover all the, the, the other expenses, sure. including utilities, was when uh, I got in this crazy car accident. I had th- I started taking out student loans. I had 3000 and in, in extra student loan money. And I'm okay. like, what the heck am I going to do with this? I don't want to go blow it on anything. So I went and bought all this restaurant equipment. Um, and you probably see these guys and girls uh, for Fiesta doing these food booths. Sure, yeah. sure. I was, I think, 19, 19 or 20 maybe, bought 3000 worth of student uh, or restaurant equipment. I bought a trailer. I bought a grill. I bought yeah. all this stuff. I set up a food booth. I did two, actually. The okay first time I ever okay. did this, at Fiesta. Wow. Yeah, two food booths, dude. Not knowing what to expect. Got crazy slammed with people. <laughs> well, that was the first thing. I made all of it back plus some. So now I own 3,000 assets, right? I got 3,000 right. in restaurant equipment. Mm-hmm. Got all my 3,000 back from student loan. I think maybe I made a grand or something when it was all said and done. Absolutely. Paid people that were helping. I'm like, dude, this is great. So I'm going to keep doing that. Kept doing that. Kept doing it. Kept making 1,000 here, 2,000, just extra money.
1: Now I would imagine at this time you didn't know business account. Uh, we're, we need to yeah. track this for tax purposes and all these yeah. things, right? Yep. It's yep. all trial and error yep. as well. Yep.
0: yep, didn't know any of that stuff. So did all that, and then I did another event that okay. I listened actually to uh, uh, my dad. My dad okay. was was into into bikes, and there was like the rot Rally thing in, in Austin, okay. and he said we got into we were a vendor for it. And my dad's like, this thing gets crazy. I didn't know anything about the the, the biking uh, deal. So I bought all of this food, basically everything I made back. It gotcha. was like 3000 worth of food. And dude, I made like 200 bucks in sales. I hired people to go out there and everything. Gotcha. Preparing for this wow. massive event. Wow. That was the hardest hit like I ever had because I didn't have money at right. the time. I mean, just working basically to cover bills and all that other stuff. And now I'm like, man, I had this three grand and it's all wiped out. It's gone. Dude, I remember coming home and crying like on the way from Austin at 20 years old. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, how did this happen to me? But that was, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest lessons I had in entrepreneurship. Makes sense. To the point of losing on the 35 grand. I I gotcha. Started to make a little bit more money. So I'm like, It hurt me, but I was like, dude, I get back and recover because I lost it all at that time, which all of it was three grand.
1: Gotcha. All of it. But to you starting out, that's everything. That's everything. That's everything. That's everything. That's
0: That's like wiping me out today or wiping you out today. That
1: makes perfect sense. But they won't
0: change. They won't take our mindset. They won't take what I've learned. Nope. Like the knowledge, dude, I'll rebuild. Absolutely. So yeah.
1: So you had mentioned, um, they can't take that from you, your education. Now, yep. I, we we touched on it uh, prior to this, but you you went to school, right? Correct. You went yes. to college. We're, did. Tell us about that.
0: So that started pretty quickly, like back to high school. Gotcha. So going dual credit, meaning mm-hmm. take the college courses, and then I would have the half day, leave at lunch, go straight to HEB for work. I had about 18 hours and then went straight to Palo Alto. The reason I picked a community college because I already understood about debt. I'm like, man, I'm not going to get myself in... This 50000 thousand dollar debt, Absolutely. and it was it was hundred percent covered for the most part. Wow. Again, being able to qualify sure. through financial aid, so I think that was fantastic. Did that as soon as I was able to leave. I went to Texas State. Texas State was still pretty affordable at the sure. time. I had to do some apartment housing, but work. So what I would do the small student loans I took out was just to cover that. That makes sense. So got the associates at Palo Alto, went over to Texas State. Everything is great. Life is happening, right? And again, going back to the life is happening. Life happened to me. So there, my junior year, having a fantastic time, but also got hit with a crazy car accident, okay. um, and it was very tragic. Sure, and that was really, really, really life changing for me. Um, that was there was two things happening in my life. One or three things. One being in school. Okay, my girlfriend, who is now my wife at the time. Um, it was my girlfriend. She was pregnant. So Denise gotcha. was pregnant. I was 21 years old, about to have a baby. Sure. And then a tragic car accident happens. Um, I get ejected out of a vehicle oh my uh, that's rolled over 10 to 15 times. Since oh that car, sure, sure, plates and things. Um, so that happened. So you're basically bionic. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I was always worried about like going through a metal, metal detectors. Sure. Yeah, but it doesn't go off. Okay, uh, good deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so. So that happened and lost a very good friend of mine. And I'm I'm sitting here in this hospital, wiped out, like not knowing what happened, literally sure. not knowing what happened. Wow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm on all types of morphine. I didn't know I broke everything, like crushed every bone in my face, had to pull down, get the plates and screws, wow. like broke ankle, hip, pelvis, finger. I mean, I'm not moving. Gotcha. And so- not knowing anything, I I look in the mirror three days later in this hospital bed. I'm like, dude, knocked out seven teeth. I I can't even sure. tell who I am. My body huge, yeah. swollen, and everything. And I find out about my, my my friend in that process while I'm in the hospital, and I'm like, man, I just I lost a great friend, uh, David, and it it. It changed my, 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 my life and, and the way I'd look at things. And I really think that actually filled another passion in me Okay, to know that dude, I can't look back. Like I've got what I've got right now. Right. I get out of this hospital thir- and, 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 and third in there for about 30 days of uh, two weeks later, I'm here with the kid with, yeah. with my daughter. Absolutely. Nayeli, yeah. Like who's changed my life again. Another life changing event at 21 years old, uh, not a kid, bringing a kid into this, in sure, this world. Sure, No career job, no nothing. Still like, man, what do I do? So I, I have my daughter. I go back to Texas State. This is where humility comes for me, with dentures. Sure. Can you imagine at 21 years old, like with dentures? Actually, jerk, I jerk.
1: can't imagine because I was in the same situation as you, oh, but I got wow. hit with a baseball and it actually didn't, my tooth, Abscessed when I turned, tw- I think I was 21 at the time. Wow! Woke up one morning, my face was blown up. Yeah, and then at that time, I'm by myself. My parents are, are not paying for anything. Yep, yep. So I'm having to go and get surgery and implants and. There's three grand per implant yep. and then they reject and all of a sudden, dang it, what do I do? And that's we'll right. we put the dentures in for a little while yeah, until yeah, we yeah. figure out the next step. Cause yeah. I'm out of
0: money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How old are you when that happened? <laughs> I was 21. Dang. Yes.
1: You got no joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no joke. This is, this is, looks good. Don't yeah, it? yeah. It does look good. Now yeah, people yeah, ask me, why answer. do you smile so much? Because it was expensive. That's right. Very expensive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep.
0: Yeah. So, so, so did that and, and went through all of that had, had, had the daughter was Went back to Texas State two weeks later and went back to the humility part. Sure. Was having, like, as a junior year, a lot of it is presentations too. Two professors that I won't forget, I think I was taking 15 hours. So, so two classes they let me finish out of the, the five, right? Go in there, made, allowed me to work from a hospital bed, like, total brain, traumatic brain injury. Mm. Like, I, I, there's a short term memory loss. Everything. I couldn't even remember. They, I'll never forget them. They let me finish it. Going up and doing these presentations on crutches, face all scarred up, swollen. Absolutely. Like, and I'm like, dude, it was mindset. Like mindset, mindset, mindset. Every day in this hospital, I would tell these these uh, doctors, like, get me out of here ASAP. I want out of here. I want out of here. And they all wanted me to relax. Like, sure. hey, well, do you want pain medication? Like and no, like, I just want out of this place. As right. soon as I can get out again, asking these professors, two of them let me finish. Finished that and then just went to school full t- actually full-time and part-time throughout the summer as well, trying to take a break. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take a break. I'm just going to finish this. Absolutely. Started raising my, my daughter. Now I've got a daughter. Like Wow. But came back home because I was seen have so many physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, seen a speech pathologist. I'm like, this is too much and having a baby. So finished that semester off and then just came back home and graduated from the A&M San Antonio. Wow. Uh, and, and
1: I want to note and hats off to you because that, mm-hmm. that's really a pivotal moment times two yep. in essence, yep. both, both having a child and going through a traumatic incident where right. you lost a friend. Yep. And I'm not saying most would, but the alternative is you can fold up. Yep. And that's that, you yep. know, or. You can, like you said, mindset, attitude, your determination, your tenacity. said, no, get your butt up and it's time to go. I've got a daughter. I've got a wife. That's right. I've got to keep moving. That's right.
0: That's exactly right. Very good. Mindset is super powerful in those situations.
1: And I agree with that. I mean, that's one of the big things that I preach and and I coach um, the loan officers or anybody that's close to me is mindset. It has a lot to do with a lot. A lot of folks ask, how are you always so positive? And for me, I treat it like a shower. You gotta bathe every day, right? Yeah. Well, I gotta get my dose of, of motivation. That's right. And and my wife, bless her heart, she probably is is annoyed and over it. But yep. at the same time, she knows what to expect. That's every right. morning I wake up, I've got my playlist. Yep. My playlist consists of somebody telling me that it's go time. Yep. You know? Yep. I love it. Um, and that's it just is what it is. Um so back to you, enough yeah. about me. Not <laughs> um, yeah. back to you. So now you're past the college point. Uh you decided to go into the real estate. Um, you're crushing the real estate sales side of things and then going into the development that we have not touched on.
0: Yep. Yep. That I'd yep, like
1: to get into sure. So tell me a little bit about that.
0: So over, I would say now, probably pretty heavily the last three years. Okay. We've very just good. been working on acquiring properties. So vision a lot of it is downtown, okay type real estate. Some of it's outside as well, just because that's my area. That's where I want to go back. Makes that's sense. where I want to go all in. Right. So now, let me ask you this. Yep.
1: What gave you the foresight to see, and as we know now, those that are watching and yep. tuning in, um, the area that he's talking about has been growing year over year Correct. substantially. Correct. So- I guess the foresight in going into that, that hats off to you for that. What gave you, yep. was it a, uh, I want to go back to my roots. Yep. I want to put more into the community there yep. uh, and just got lucky. What is that? Yep. Okay.
0: So I think both, I think like with real estate, it's tangible. You can touch it, you can hold it, mm-hmm. you, 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 you can feel it. If you're not from the area, right, you just don't know. And so what you're looking at is you're looking at numbers. Correct. You're looking, okay, what's the average household income? How many jobs are coming here? What's coming here? What's what's this? And if they're not already here, meaning like the jobs are not already here, you cannot account for that unless you have insider information, right. right? Unless you're like either from here or you've got doing a lot of data research and you know what's to come.
1: Absolutely. But it's
0: still not here, so it's not promised. So you've got these big commercial groups and everybody else is like, now nah, that's not the area. It's underserved. It's this. It's that, right? Which it, it definitely is underserved. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, there's. I always like to use this. There's two Starbucks in the south side. There's one on Military in 35 and there's one on Brook, in, uh, right outside of Brook City Base gotcha. or in Brook City Base. They're both slam packed. I don't All care what long. time you go. You mm-hmm. go at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 9 p.m., whatever time. It's packed. And sure. the reason it's packed is there's not enough of it. You come up here where we're at right now, La Cantera, yeah. where my office is at, i there's a Starbucks here, there's a, a local coffee shop here, there's this, there's that, there's that. Absolutely. You go to restaurant chains down there, right? That restaurant chains that they're all over in the north, let's use a red lobster, the sure. big ones as an example. Those down there are slam packed. The reason for it, there's not enough of it. That makes sense. You've got good people, you've got good families, you've got people that are making good money that want to stay down down there, and you have a lot of high-paying jobs, but you just don't have enough of it.
1: And more times than not, I would assume, I don't know if this is correct, but that demographic probably has their house paid for, maybe two times over, um, and they... Or maybe passing it down to a relative, correct? Right? Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, a lot of that is correct. Yeah. Uh, I do think one of my goals, actually, when I get down there, is homeownership to educate people to know that it's it's doable. Absolutely, it's super doable and it's super realistic. But you don't have access to the data. Correct. They don't have the data. They don't. Somebody didn't tell them. I mean, I thought like really like me buying a house. I always knew I would 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 have real estate, but not having the right information, it looks like, man, this is huge. And when I sure. to help family that's down there, friends that are still down there and wanting to stay down there that are doing great in life, I'm like, this is totally doable. The income you're making is fantastic. Absolutely. Like, we can do this, but they don't have the information.
1: Absolutely. And I think, to- I think this is, and you didn't intend to, but yep. it's a good plug for yep. ReviewMyMortgage.com. That's yeah. also a company that we own yep. and uh, definitely is based on consumer education and what they can it. potentially qualify for. Yeah. Uh, you can go there to self-diagnose Uh, put in your credit score, how much you have to put down, what program will pop up for you and tell you, you could potentially qualify for these types of programs. I love it. Back to you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great program.
1: So essentially we were, we were on the the families that are down there educating consumer education, and they don't know that
0: they can or what they can do. Correct. uh, So they end up staying. Correct. Right. Correct. 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 Just a lack of education. And mm-hmm. I think that's for people in general, just not that community. But, sure. but really Americans. Like I agree. You, if you don't have the right information, it's hard to make things happen. And you're doing trial and error like both of us probably Absolutely. have for most of our, our youth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then you now you have I'm still
1: I'm still trial and error right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we're still yeah. figuring
0: it out. Yep. So you go through that. And I think my my ultimate goal, and this is very short term within sure. the next couple of years, is to is to get down to my community and help my people. Like, gotcha. and I am truly passionate about that's that. Awesome. Like, I think i have already to a point to where we've got, my wife and I have developed a good book of business to uh-huh. where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Like, Understood. I we need to go down there. I need to help. Like, and that's it.
1: And I think that is important to note that as, and, and you didn't mention it, yep. but I believe it's true within you. Yep. Um, and it's something that I discovered a couple of years back when I was able and lucky enough to go through a, a leadership program. Yep. And That is, you're working for something bigger than yourself at this point. I mean, at first it does start with the machine of how do I make the money to get to my overall goal. But then once you do, there's a, there's just kind of a change in in me. It happened to me. And I'm, I'm just assuming that it happened to you that I've made it, but I'm not there yet. That's right. And I now want to work for something bigger than myself. That's right. That's
0: right. That's right. And right now, I mean, we've, it's just been sales, sales, sells, and going out and grinding, grinding. I'm like, you know, this year is really where I'm, I'm, I'm going to put some real strategies and systems in place. And now it's time to scale it and Absolutely. make it a lot bigger than what Denise and I are doing. Like, it's just, I don't know. And that area is where I want to go in and That's go awesome. all in.
1: That's yep. awesome. I think something that the viewer should know is, and I want to say that this is the same mindset. Yep. Um the best way to predict the future is to create it. Yep. Right? Yep, and I fully yep. feel that that's what you're doing. That's you right. have the vision, um, maybe not all the tools yet, but you have the resources to yep. get to the tools. Now that's going to help you accomplish your vision, which that's is right. I'm going to create something that I did not have that's when right. I was growing up yep. in that area. Yep. Right? That's right. And what that does in my opinion, is elevates the entire community. Yep. You're doing something now that is going to lead lasting effects yep. on your community. And what they gave to you, you're definitely giving back in in 10 times. That's right. So to speak. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's super cool talking to somebody yep. uh, that can relate, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. I think a lot of the times we have Folks that see us on social media, yep, um, they may know of us or hear of yep. us, and essentially they don't see the hard work that goes That's into right. it. They don't get to see the story yep. that it took. Like, where did Gilly come from? Yep. What did he go through? And where's he at now? And where he wants to go? Yep. Um, and that I think is everything that we're doing here. That's I, right. I, and Really. Um, let's see what what what's next. We can talk about. Um,
0: you no, I think I think talking about life or there family, you go. right? Because like, I, you know, I think that's extremely important. We get we get lost, and and I'm a worker. Like I'm a workaholic. That's right. I love it. I'm all in on it. But I also have a wife too. Uh, a friend of mine, Tomas, actually has a saying: "Who you marry matters," which has really resonated with me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Denise has been super instrumental. She's been with me for everything, like the car accident example, Absolutely. like bathing me. I mean, just through thick and thin. Sure. When we had no money to do it good, so and now she's doing her own product invention, which we're awesome. super excited about. Like we're growing together. But wow. when yeah. I come home at eight, nine, sometimes ten, I don't have to hear like, "Where were you?" Mm-hmm. Like, "What? Are, what are you doing?" Like, like she's got my back. Like Absolutely. she knows what it takes. She grew up with parents that are entrepreneurs, sure. which I think is super helpful. I agree. But she is super instrumental in it, and I think for anybody watching it, maybe is not married, or, or if you've got big goals and big visions, your partner's super important. Like, and that
1: I would agree with that one hundred percent, wholeheartedly.
0: I'd like she's got my back. There's no complaining, and and we have our kids on board. And this goes to Robert Kiyosaki, like, how are you going to raise your kids? I think if you get it traditionally. It's like you leave business at the office and and you don't bring it home. Correct. I don't believe in that. Right. Like, I think you can have both. And I do it with my kids. We sit at the dinner table and I don't shut it off. And it's not like I'm like we're having dinner and I'm taking a call. Right. No, no, no. By no means. But we're talking about work. I'm talking about business. I'm talking about real estate. I'm doing it when they're with me in the car. And the reason for that is we talk about that. Kids not having that education in the normal school, who's going to teach them? The Absolutely. parents. It's our responsibility, duty, and obligation to teach them. Absolutely. Right? And so they're going to hear how I talk to Mark If Mark and I are doing some business and we're talking and I'm like getting mad or I've got this negative energy. Now I've taught them, okay, when you're doing business, it's you're okay going to be to like It's okay to do that. that. Yeah, right. no way. They're going to hear how I talk to my clients. They're going to hear how I treat my customers, everything. Absolutely. So for kids, a family life too, I We incorporated that. There's a lot of things that we've done with the kids too that I think have been super helpful. I'm going to drop my daughter Nayeli. Like I'm very proud of her. Sure. She's actually writing her first book. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Which will hopefully be published here pretty soon. It's with the publishers, but it's geared towards kids for self improvement, to think big, not have these limiting beliefs. Like and dude, she's read. 50 self-improvement books. We That's started awesome. this thing. With how, how
1: old is your daughter for those out there? She's 12. She That's started awesome. doing, we started great.
0: doing this at seven. So she's had her own business, Nine Loves Bakery, <laughs> N-A-Y-L-O-V-E-S, since seven years old, right? It's a it's a pretty legit business. She's got a bank account, all that other stuff. That's awesome. Right? So doing that, but then books, this is where I think really helped. Guys, okay. Instead of giving her access to technology or any of these other things, I would say, okay, every self-improvement success book you read will pay you $50. That's awesome. $50, but you got to write a one-page report on it. She's read this book, actually Rich Dad Poor Dad, this version, and she's read the teen version. I mean, and a bunch of others. She's read probably 50 of them. Wow. She's gifted me the 10X book. She's she's gifted me, right? That's Mrs. awesome. Gary, yeah. Uh, Crush It by Gary Vayner. She gifted me it. that one too. Um, but. but she gifted her whole class to rich dad, poor dad for teens and fourth grade. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and wrote them all a note. But I think for 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 going back to the family, get them involved. That's what we've done with them. Like, and we don't have something where I can pass down generational wealth right now. It's not there. Sure, so my kids Same. are going to have to ride this out with me and say, okay, so at some point we want massive financial freedom. Like I'm thinking about, okay, my kids their their spouses, my grandkids, my great grandkids, like what kind of legacy can we create? Absolutely. And it's not to give it to all of them. It's hopefully that they carry it and run with it. Absolutely. But I've got to start it with my own kids.
1: So so this is a I guess a, a very important moment for those watching. Yep. And it has to do with the filter that we have or the non filter we have with our children. Yep. Um those of you that have children out there, um for me, and I'm speaking from personal experience, I have very I have very little filter with my children. Uh, yep. Kind of like Gilly was talking about. They get to see me working in phone calls, um, in Zoom meetings. Um, they get to see my wife doing the same thing. They yep. get to see us working together. Yep. Uh, they get to see us talking about taxes and what yep. we're going to do in our planning. And they understand that mom and dad move every about three, four years. Yep. Why? Because they're moving the equity over and they're yep. making generational money That's right. untaxed. Yep. Yep. They're aware of those things. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think that we, and I don't know if it's a millennial thing or if yep. it's just a parenting thing, yep. we feel like they shouldn't know those things. Yeah. Great- At what point do they find out?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. When it's when it's on them yep. and they've got to figure it out. Yep, yep. Or they can kind of get enlightened to it throughout the course of it. That's right. I know I was growing yep. up. My yep. parents didn't sugarcoat anything. Yep. And it has a lot to do with who I am.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I always say that. Then you get 75, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand in student loan debt, mm-hmm. right? And you've got all this debt, you don't know anything about finances, you don't know anything about business, entrepreneurship. So then you're starting really from scratch. That's right. Kind of like we did. Not, in some not sense. starting
1: over. You're starting. You're backwards.
0: From scre- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already with this That's massive right. debt. So I, I feel like it truly is our responsibility to teach our kids. I agree. And if you don't have it, and not everybody wants that type of entrepreneurship mindset or grind, like. Sure. But at least point them in the right direction. I agree 100%. Right? Like, yeah. and, and give them the resources, the tools. I mean, I think the books are fantastic. agree. Right? Now you've got everything on YouTube. You say, hey, you know what? You're not.
1: I half think, and half, or something like that. Well, not everything. This is what I
0: feel. My daughter, she's twelve. She doesn't okay. have access to any piece of technology. Meaning gotcha. that we've never bought her like an iPad. My mother in law gave her a Kindle. I took that immediately at four years old. <laughs> okay. I put my name, so she couldn't download any game. Well, it became my account. Sure, right? but she didn't have no phone. None of that. There are little kids in her age, which nothing wrong. Not not. I agree. Out, I agree with her. If you don't expose it to them, they don't know it. That's she true. doesn't know what it's like to play a video game. She doesn't know what it's like to have her phone, Sure, right? Because she hasn't had That's it. Right. I'm going to give it to her.
1: But and, and to those listening, we only know what we know.
0: That's right. That's, That's right. What you're exposed to. That's right. But she has no or Not that she did. She had a choice or did have a choice, but to read these books. Yeah, And I'll take another... An, Another tip that I think is fantastic with kids in school, I mean, schools are really pushing kids to read books, right? Right. A lot of times it's like you can read whatever you want. So- some of it is they're putting this content in their head. I don't even know anything about Goosebumps. I'm going to throw that out there. Goosebumps <laughs> or Harry Potter. Don't know anything about gotcha, these guys. Gotcha, But you're reading this and you're like, man. I've seen the movies. This... <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen them though. But how does this really change your life, right? But I know these books would be life-changing to us. Absolutely. So, I'll give you an example. Uh, this last year school year, she had to read 30 books. I did not realize that outside of school. She told me over the Christmas break, last Christmas break, not this past one, that I've got like 14 more, or 16 more. I made her deal, I said, look, they got to be all self-improvement books, just sure. like we've been doing before. You write a one-page report. I'm going to pay you I think it was like 800 bucks. Pretty okay. good job. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. She's got her own business, so she's not really Well, once she understands that 50 bucks, that just ain't enough. Yeah, 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 that's right. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's that I've got report. goals now, Dad. Yeah, with her banking That's staff. right. So, I'm like, all right, I really got incentivized. So, we did that, and I'm like, dude, 14, I think it was either 14 or 16 books. Wow. Self, how life-changing can that be for a 12, 11-year-old kid? Absolutely. Absolutely. And,
1: and, and I tell you, the books that I've read that have gotten me to where I am, in addition to the life experiences, yep. those things stick with
0: me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They stick. Yeah, you know? just need one thing. You Absolutely. You need one go like go nugget and you're like, man, that, that's that That's exactly For me, right. Uh, this book is, is assets. It's like thinking like a house is an asset. It's not, it's really a liability. If it's not putting money in your pocket, that's it's right. a liability. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 But, uh, and I love to educate clients on that too, because yes, your primary residence, you're living in it, you're raising your family. You cannot take that back. Right. right. So you want to look at overall appreciation too, but is it really an asset? Right. Like, yet. Yeah. That's yet. right. Exactly. That's exactly. But, I definitely would encourage to do it and not put your money into rent. Uh,
1: absolutely. Sure. Yeah. absolutely. And for those that are listening, he's not saying don't go buy a primary residence versus renting. He's saying if you're going to buy a primary residence, do it within your means, do it and understand that how principal and interest works. That's right. Do it and get that. Actually, my uncle, um, who uh, Ernie Guerrero, he teaches at Sabor um, owns, I think it's uh, Alamo Real Estate Brokers, taught me this a while back. Kill the P, Mark. And right. I went, what are you talking about? He said, kill the P. Principal. Kill the principal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I love it. Whatever you do, kill the P. Yep.
0: yep. And that's
1: that's the name of the game. Nice. Yep. That's right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's life lessons that we teach our children um, that they obviously can implement further on in life. And that's what's helping, I guess, our society continuing to advance themselves. Yep. Um, for us millennials, we, I guess we get picked as this... Um, Lazy generation, yep. this uh, entitled generation. Yep. And do I see it? I do. Yep. But at the same time, if you do research, which I do research on everything, yep. I don't let anything just waft off in the wind. It's yep. okay if you're saying that that's definitive, I'm going to go make sure and then I'll confirm or tell you you're wrong and I'll yeah. give you where I found it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I feel like it's every generation. Yep. Every generation picks on the one that's to come. And yep. it's because, honestly, things start to get easier perception-wise. Yep. We've got technology. That's right. We've got automation. That's we've right. We've got bots. We've got internet. Yep. They didn't have those things. Yep. So, I mean, uh, without getting political or anything like that, I, I just want that to be known that yep. no our life isn't easier because it's our life, right? Right. We're in the generation that we're in, we're in the time that we're in, but do take note that we've got a leg up on the generation that came before
0: us. That's right.
1: Why? Because there are, there's more, there's more Mm -hmm. available and faster.
0: Yep. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. So I I just want to make sure that we uh, articulate uh, both from a standpoint of hard work, all that good stuff, but a perception that We do have an advantage, guys. Yeah, We've got an advantage. Take advantage of it or not, but don't knock the guy that is. That's right. If that makes
0: sense. I think people overlook that, like, for us, our generation, the recession that we went through, right? Mm -hmm. Like like 2008, 2009, 2010. I graduated college in 2009 Mm -hmm. in a recession. That's right. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I was making more. At HEB, sure. still being there for like eight years, I think that I was able to, to to make trying to find a job, a career job, makes sense. Like, and I'm like, got yeah, a degree, I went through all this school. I think a lot of that just set people back, and the debt, the lack of education. Like, you don't need fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's right. When you know your job is going to be this amount is going to be X, Y, and T. Correct. How do you get out of that? It's going to take you 30, 40 years.
1: Well, I do think it has to do with, and, and, and you can. Um, you can rebuttal it, yep. but I do believe that the generation before us, our parents, yep. were taught from their parents that you go to school, you get good grades, you graduate, you find a good job, yep. you live your life, yep. right?
0: hundred yep. percent. And
1: I believe that, and, and we've got two folks here. You went to college, graduated. Yep. I went to college, did not finish,
0: yep. right? Yep.
1: I would not take back for a second the opportunity and the experiences that I've had in college, yep. but I also will say that I now feel comfortable and confident enough that I I can say in a room, I don't have a college degree and yep. that's okay.
0: That's all right. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's one of those things that's embedded in us uh, generationally yep. that we're supposed to do this. That's yep. how it's supposed to be. That's right. Whereas uh, I think... Our demographic, our generation, and the ones to come are figuring out. Yes, it is. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an attorney, if you want to be certain uh, higher level professions, that it is absolutely required. And we want you to have a degree. I don't want a doctor working on me that doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Yeah, that's right. Um, But I think in regards to business, it has a lot to do with experience. That's right. Failures. Um consistent attempts to get your butt back up and keep going. Yep. Right. Yep. Let me be more calculated again. Yep. Kind of back to your um, experience with the upside down flip. Yep. That was an education. Yep. Right. That's right. Some others could see that as, all right, this means I shouldn't be doing.
0: It. So I think with the uh with with the parent side and, and and I think with kids too, right? Like like now that we're we're raising kids, you're you're seeing this this next generation that they're like, all right, everybody's glued to technology, mm-hmm. obsessed with technology, or technology is a way to go because that's good. At other future jobs, there's, there's going to be no middle class in sure. the next fifteen years. I agree, they're, they're going to be replaced through technology. So. You've got us so focused on the kids that this next generation focused on technology. Agreed. Right? You've got access to everything at your fingertips. Like they're being educated in, in, in some schools through strictly That's computers exactly right. and laptops and everything else. But I think if we're forward-thinking as parents, just like they're going to, the, 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 the generation above us is, is talked down on our generation, sure. and our generation may say some bad things about this next generation, sure. our kids. I think if we work on what I think could never be replaced is communication and people skills. Absolutely. And that's where this book goes and them having access. There's that's no so TVs true. in our kids' rooms or our room for that.
1: Like, I don't have that either yeah, yet. Nope. You don't
0: have access to it, not right? And, and they're not going to crave it. The kids sure. are not going to not going to crave it because they don't know it. But if you get them how to have conversations like you and I are talking sure. – like naturally, they may not be that way, but it doesn't mean that they're stuck. Like, oh, I'm an introvert, or I'm an ex. Nah, doesn't mean anything. Like, you can have a conversation That's right. like this,
1: feeling and comfortable in your skin, to talk about what you know.
0: That's right. And how like much do you think that will separate your your kids, my kids? If, <laughs> huge. huge, 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 right? Like <laughs> Elon Musk needs a representative to go talk. That's so true. Had. My goodness. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Bill Gates is not the talker. <laughs> no. Like they want somebody's like confident, knows their product, <laughs> and is passionate about him, very get it. Very true. Tell the world. That's right. Like So I think that's that's a way, if you're listening and you've got kids, separate your kids. Is Get them to talk and have good communication. Get them to read. Um, because Absolutely. Because, yeah, the technology is going to be everywhere. They're going to have it at school. They're going to have it basically everywhere they go. You don't need to teach that. And everything is so user-friendly, too. I think that was I the agree. other thing. Oh, uh, kid is so smarter. just No, this thing is... They didn't have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, so user-friendly. It's allowed the, the three-year-old, the two-year-old to figure it out, and the 80, 80, 90-year-old who's Absolutely. never had a smartphone in her Absolutely. life.
1: Absolutely. And and now life. these days, grandma's trying to be hip. Yeah. Teach me how to use the iPhone yeah, and yeah. teach me how to Dougie, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I love
1: it. So if you had to give, I don't know, maybe one or two secrets to success, aside from the kiddos, um, just in your life that maybe somebody can take back. And I know that this, this show thus far, we've given plenty of very valuable information yep. that somebody can take. And 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 we're hoping that it inspires somebody to, to move forward, go out there and do what it is that you were set out to do um, and fail, fail several times. But if there were one, two things that you could tell someone yep. um, that could save them the trouble later. Yeah. Uh, what I like to call it is, don't step on the same landmines that I have already. Yeah. Right. Yep. What would that be? And, and I don't know if you know it already. If you got to think, by all means. Sure. Sure.
0: So I would say for me, it's like, and and I think this will help people as well is create like find out who you are and put some real values in place that are going to take you, and then every time you're making a decision, it falls in line with what you believe and what you, I mean, you you think is the right thing. So. For me, it's work hard. You've got to work hard. Like there's no, as we talked, especially if you're not coming from anything or you don't have resources, you don't have a connection, your parents are not wealthy, you're not inheriting a business. Sure. Work hard. Dude, hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Like I love that quote, oh, right? Like, it's so, true. You can outwork somebody like, right. like I can outwork somebody who's got the gift that inherited their mom and dad's. That's okay. That's okay. I don't care. I'll outwork them. And I'll find the people that like you and I have been self-made that believe in us and say, okay, man, I want you a part of this or let's do this together. Absolutely. Right? I'm not, I'm not worried about that. So I do feel like working hard is number one. Okay. Number two is do the right thing every time. Love it. I think we all know right from Love wrong. It. And if you don't know right from wrong or you grew up doing some bad things or whatever, what, like that past doesn't dictate what your future is going to be.
1: And I agree with yep. that wholeheartedly because I'm in the same situation that growing up, I didn't always do the right thing, yep. Yep. but I do know that's now right. in life, that's right. the right thing is what needs to be done every time, that's just right. like you said.
0: That's right. And number three is do what you say you're going to do. If I tell Mark, "Hey, Mark, I'm going to do this. Podcast. I'm going to do this podcast." That's right. Whether we have to move it around a little bit or whatever, I'm going to do it. Like if I tell a client, I'm going to do something. If I tell my family, my wife, and my kids, that's actually extremely important too. If I, I'm, going to, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there at every game. I'm going to be there at every game. Absolutely. I've got an appointment. I'm going to be there. Like that's my right. appointment is with my kids. What you say you're going to do? Number four is give back more than you take. For me, like and that the way I tie that in right now, like not where I've got massive wealth or freedom where I can say, okay, here's a bunch of money giving back to charities that that would love to, it is giving value. Like if you can't give something, can you give your time? Can you give value? Something you're super knowledgeable about.
1: Absolutely.
0: And not expect nothing in return.
1: And and, and I'm a huge fan of adding value. You can do that in the mortgage business. You can do that in the real estate business. You can do it if you are the the guy that works at Starbucks and is passing out the drinks. Yep. Add some value to it. What it does is it kind of empowers yourself to go, all right, I, I have a feeling that I'm helping. Yep. And that is what kind of starts that whole drive, that that's, fire.
0: That's right. Yep.
1: Absolutely. I guess let's see here. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our viewers that uh, maybe your plug, your your claim, yep. what, what you'd like to
0: do? Yep. I would say get around people like Mark, people that have got energy, people that have got vision, people who are thinking bigger and run with it. And, and there's, there's a lot of people like that, but get around good people. Um, and and do it and, and get yourselves in those rooms um and keep pushing forward like i just don't i don't think there's any secret to, to any of this like work hard is probably the number one like mm-hmm. i think you work hard you create opportunities you get in the right rooms you have the right conversations and it's it, it's endless so that's how I would leave this. I would, Mark, I'm super thankful and I'm honored to be. I think you and I've got some crazy synergy. And I agree 100%. Of- and,
1: and back before we end, you you mentioned something just now that yep. get around like-minded people. Yep. And I think that is a very tough point to to push through with millennials yep. because we have this sense of we've got to have our friends. We've got to have yeah. that. And, and there's nothing wrong with yep. that. But if your goal is to be here, yep. you've got to get around people that are either there or also aspiring to be there. That's right. That does not mean, and I will tell you this because to all my friends out there, and you know who you are, yep. we're still friends.
0: That's right. You've got to make sure That's that right. the
1: friends that are friends do not... Um, judge you, do not yep. make fun of you. They that's understand right. that, Hey, Mark's busy, yep. but when it's time for us to hang out and chill and kick it and whatnot, yep. we pick it back up right where we left yep. off. Yep. Anybody else, and I'm telling you guys, anybody else in your life that does not understand where you're going, does not, um, I guess, uh, also believe that you can get there. Also understand that, Hey, that's his life and I get it. Yep. Um, and knocks on you anything like that. Probably isn't a real friend, guys. Just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna put that out.
0: I think you're gonna lose friends. I think as you as you start to grow and you think differently, like people are gonna be like, "Man, Mark's changed. Gilly's changed. Like he's a different person." That's all part of the process. There, we were supposed to change. There's nothing wrong with we that. Change. Exactly. That's right. right. And, and so. So you've just organically lost them, not because you say, hey, I don't want to like, no, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But people who can stick by you that may not have the same vision, the entrepreneurship, the drive that you have, but are there from you with you from thick and thin. Absolutely. Like, those people you don't want to lose. Absolutely. But your friends that you're doing these things with, I mean, that might just change. And you're like, hey, there's different conversations now. I've got different goals. Like, it's not aligning. Like, I don't have time to go out every Saturday, Sunday. Right. I can't watch football for eight hours straight. That's right. Like, and I've never been into that either. I mean, I like football. I like sure. basketball. But I just can't do it for eight, 10 hours. Like, man, I'll never get that time back.
1: That's, You've got, that is that is the most important. What you just said is the the being cognizant of time. Yeah. That's something yeah. we don't ever get
0: back. That's right. That's right.
1: Everybody's got 24. And that's it. Yep. In a day.
0: Yep. I'm going to drop. There's a gentleman I'm following, doing a mastermind with next week, Bobby Castro. He's got this thing, non-refundable minutes. Okay. Like, these are non-refundable. I'm giving an hour of my time right now or two, whatever it may be. Yeah. I love it, right? I'll never get it back though. If I go watch a football game and sit there for three hours, I'm never going to get that back. No. I, I know I'm already super busy and just, I've got to be working, That's doing right. something, but I'd rather do that three hours with my kids, my wife. I Like you have to one leverage it, but also watch your time.
1: I agree. 100%. So. 100%. Well, um, I tell you what guys, uh, that, uh, should be it, uh, what we're going to do, and you, again, this was Gilly Mendoza. He's with Gilly Properties International. Um, you can find him on social media, on Facebook. I believe you're on Instagram as well. Yeah. Or you can go to his website, gillyinternational.com. That's right. Um, you connect with him there. Uh, definitely, we appreciate the feedback, the comments, um, once this does actually drop. Um, and that's it. Uh, again, this show is is intended to empower, not entitle. Um, so thanks for tuning in. This is again, Mark Jones with Millennial Market Talk.